You've been in the auto industry 38 years for the union, uh, just coming up on 40, yeah. maybe just shy of that. Uh, you are voting yeah. Trump. Tell me why. Let's start there. Well, it's very simple for me, Bill. Um, Donald Trump came into office, tore up the NAFTA agreement, which was horrible for American auto workers, and renegotiated the USMCA, which leveled the playing field. So it's not as uh, incentivized for our jobs and plants to go to Mexico. That alone is enough. But opening up Anwar in, in Alaska for oil drilling, got gas prices down below $2 a gallon. Um, you know, I mean, it's all of Biden's policies have ba- basically hurt auto workers. He showed up for 15 minutes to walk on a picket line and get his picture taken. It was nothing more than a photo op. Donald Trump walks the walk. He doesn't walk the picket line for a photo op and then leave. No, your memory is correct, Sean. But listen, schools in the inner city, they've been failing. They've been failing for a long time, mostly because of Democrat control. Crime has been a mess when Democrats have had full control. And then you have this open border crisis created by Joe Biden and the Democrats, where you're moving migrant children into these schools who have little to no schooling. So who 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 do those resources leave? They leave the poor kids in our inner cities because they're trying to catch up these migrant kids to where these black, brown, these these Hispanic, these white kids are at right now. And they're already behind because the progressives in these blue states, they kept those kids out of classrooms for two years. This stuff is a recipe for disaster. Donald Trump has the solution for what ails America. Mr. President, you play all that from your iPad? It's great, isn't it? Yes. It's awesome. And it's well with Pavarotti. You ever hear this one? No, sir. Where Pavarotti walks in to James Brown Scott in London. And that's all on your iPad? Wait, you hear this? Yeah. Pretty cool, right? Very cool. Well! Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, getting it done now. This is what I was talking about before. Go back to any episode about Trump's indictment, even the very first episode I did about this. I said, bring it the fuck on. All you're going to do is guarantee his election chances. And uh, that prediction looks like it's held up fucking phenomenally. I also said, you will oust tons of the system. And a lot of the people who act like Trump is part of some swamp creature type mentality or part of the in club, but just kind of this whole like, this whole population thing is just a shtick or whatever weird take people would have at the time. And it would just show that, oh no, actually Trump is completely touchable and they're willing to go after him. And uh, basically what I've predicted has come true. Again, consult my uh, past episodes about Trump indictment cases. This isn't anything, this isn't shocking to me in the slightest, but one thing I did say too for a while is I actually really appreciate this shit happening to him. While on one hand it's sad and it shows how far as a country we've fallen, true, it also gives the most likely, most likely to win the presidential race in 2024's candidate a very intimate relation with the judicial system. Trump was already a massive reformer when it came to the judicial system. Thousands of Americans were released from prison on nonviolent marijuana charges, bullshit firearm possession charges, tax charges. A lot of people were released for nonviolent char- for nonviolent uh, convictions. Wonderful, you love to see it. And with the Platinum Plan, and tons of these other programs, he was getting ready to work on and roll out. We would have seen overwhelming amounts of prison reform in this country. Something we've been crying about, and up until Trump got elected, the left was demanding. But now you've given this candidate. 
right? This already this one who's already had a history of prison reform. You give him an intimate one-on-one experience with the predatory behavior of our judicial system and the targeted nature in which it can operate while he's leading all the polls heading towards re-election. I like it. I appreciate it because what do you think is going to happen when he gets in there? Maybe something like this. New, Trump posts Eighth Amendment forbidding excessive fines after $354 million ruling against him. Oh, hell yeah. Again, you're giving him more things to work on. You're bringing more shit to his attention that he would never have had to think about before. If Trump was never targeted and dragged through the court systems the way he is right now, he would not even think about half of this shit. But now he's going to go into prison like, oh, okay, so I'm going to start here. I have a I have a one-on-one experience with the judicial system, and I'm going to fucking start there and go from there. That's, that's, that's what you like. That's what you need. That's what you appreciate about all this. It shows how broken the system actually is. It's brought people like Fannie Willis's their entire career is imploding because of her cases against Trump. And where is that fat fuck Alvin Braggs? He went MIA real quick, didn't he? And then with this one, dude, you're rocking towards a Supreme Court ruling that's going to end up with Trump victorious and all these prosecutions and charges dropped. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And this is one of those many things. I was like, look forward to this making Trump aware of tons of issues with the prison system. Him and his advisor would never have brought up or talked about otherwise. Good for us. Bad for him, yes. But if it shows him what he can work on, it's great for the country. So let's get into it. Trump posts Eighth Amendment forbidding excessive fines after $354 million ruling against him. Trump posted text posted text oop, my apologies of the amendment which reads quote excessive bail shall not be required nor excessive fines imposed no cruel and unusual punishment inflicted right here continuing on on Tuesday this article is from February 20th by the way on Tuesday afternoon coming after New York judge ruled that 354 million dollars must be paid which they ain't gonna get a dime of that shit dog by the way even if they did we talked about this before. Between the shoe sales and the Dwag, his Dwag stock going public made him worth over $4 billion. He can just turn around and be like, $354 million? Here you go, go fuck yourself, leave me alone. That's his legal problems, gone. Meanwhile, the other cases are all falling apart and imploding, this one is too. It's not even a rape case. Like, it was a defamation ruling and a summary judgment for the, like, the two that gave him some actual flack. And even then, the E. Jean Carroll case is crumbling rapidly and in this case is dying too you just had this deranged judge second saying shit having other judges looking at him like uh buddy stop this is good for all of us this is a win-win it's a it's a it's a hard time for trump but again with his fucking stock going public dog it's not going to even be a fucking deal it won't even be a fucking problem look at that worth four billion dog trump's richer than he's ever been and it's all happening while you guys are doing this bullshit to him. I laugh. A lot of people are like, this is surprising and shocking. I'm like, how? Every court case you've ever thrown at him gives him new voters. <laughs> makes more people aware of what he's going through. It makes more people like him. America loves an underdog story. America loves a success story. America loves the hero fallen and getting back up. We love that. That's what America's built on, boys. That's what our lore is here. The hero rises. We cheer. The hero falls. We still cheer. 
And then when the hero's down at his lowest, he gets up. The crowd goes fucking wild. Sargon said it. I've said it. He is the story arc right now. I want to see how it ends. And with everything ever thrown at him, all it does is rip the mask off of the monsters and the establishment a lot harder. More and more American people are seeing it. I love it. I laugh at it. I've been kecking pretty hard since then. Here we go. On Tuesday afternoon, coming uh, New York. Uh, on Tuesday afternoon, coming after New York judge ruled 354 million must be paid in civil case against him, Donald Trump posted a screenshot of the Eighth Amendment to Truth Social that forbids excessive fines and punishment of crimes. Yep. Continuing on. The text of the amendment in the Constitution's Bill of Rights reads, quote, Excessive bill shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. It was after... It was posted after Trump was fined over $550 million in the New York case ruled against him. The ruling came down against Trump from New York Judge Arthur Engron. Again, very sick-looking guy. We'll pull a picture of him real quick. Like, look at this elderly old goofball. Dude genuinely does not look well in any picture of him taken in the last 10 years. Like, he perpetually looks sick. He's kind of got, like, uh, if James Woods was a child molester vibe, doesn't he? If you don't know who James Wood is, you are missing out on life. Some good movies, some hot, great, spicy takes. But you get the idea. This guy has had his health called into question multiple times over the last 10 years. And ever since this case, he ran on indicting Trump. Like, that was a big targeted thing. And if you keep in mind, people, like, one of the reasons why Bill Cosby's case got thrown out was because uh, the person running on it said, Oh, I will get him indicted no matter what. And they're like, Oh, well, it was targeted persecution. And of course, went, Oh, shit, I guess it was. Same thing with Engron. Like, again, everyone's like, He's going to him in a jail cell. Like, how? No, he won't. Even if he did, sure, he can get elected from a jail cell. The people saying, no, he can't get elected from a jail cell. Biden got elected from a basement, according to you, right? Like, not you, the listener, but, like, according to the people who believe the 81 million, million votes thing. Yeah, right? Like, Biden got elected. Hyden Biden got elected from the bunker. So you want to believe that Trump can't get elected from a jail cell? And even then, like, how would he go to jail? Is he in there with all the Secret Service? Because that was the whole point of the... Uh, I, I talked about this, too, during the second impeachment trial. I said, well, the only reason they're doing this is because they want to remove the Secret Service from them. If they didn't have the Secret Service, this would all be a lot easier for them to do. But the logistics having to deal with the Secret Service is fucking impossible. Because they can't remove him from them. He's, like, constitutionally bound to the Secret Service. Not to mention the Secret Service he has largely were hired by him. He fired the ones that were all assigned him early on and hired people from his private companies to be his private security, a.k.a. the Secret Service. And now those people are still assigned to him. I don't, like... What, you build a separate golden jail cell? Now people are like, well, under house arrest. I'm like, then he can run from, he can definitely run for president from house arrest. Are you shitting me? They'll do daily videos from the office of the former president of the United States. Again, Trump ha established that in Mar-a-Lago. That's like his official communications office where he like has like video chats with world leaders and shit. I, I kid you not, that's a real thing he has. And actually, he's kind of an ornate room. And just a couple pictures of him I got right here, right here. And this one's loading, but right here. That's actually what the back of the uh, office of the former president looks like. I'll throw in these articles in the description below if you want to read more about it. But yeah, there you go. That's what his uh, his office looks like. You know? And he does a lot of his meetings and shit from there. He, like, talks to world leaders and shit. I find it kind of funny. 
He has more meetings with the world leaders than the actual President of the United States does. And he films lots of his videos, like his Agenda 47 videos from there. So you lock him in that house, he has all of his video equipment there, and he can meet with world leaders and shit there. Like, world leaders are constantly flying in and out of Mar-a-Lago. Like, there's a little airport, like, a little runway and everything right there, too. I don't... Again, people acting like, we got him! It's, it's... How? In what conceivable fucking way do you have him? After all these years in bullshit cases, like, I used to think, like, look... There ain't no way in hell Donald Trump ain't, ain't guilty of something. He's a New York businessman from New York in the mafia-ran 70s and 80s. Of course he's got some of his skills. But after all these charges and indictments, this is the best you can muster? Maybe he's the most squeaky clean president we've ever fucking had. Like, I'm starting to wonder, is there any skills in this motherfucker's closet? Because I can't seem to find any, neither can the legal system. Right? So it's like, what else? Epstein? Apparently not. Corey, on the document drop we got just a couple, like, last month, like, five weeks ago. Can you believe it? It's only been, like, four or five weeks since we got that Epstein list. Those Epstein uh, defamation documents from those court cases. Shows Trump completely venerated and all that shit. So I'm just sitting here like, what, what did he do? What is he guilty of? I'm just, I'm fascinated. Uh, against him, ruling came down after Trump's New York judge, author Ed uh, Edgaron, New York City Attorney, uh, Attorney General Letitia James, brought the case against Trump, claiming that he would have to pay $354 million in damages for fraud at, the, at his business in New York City. According to the AP analysis of cases similar to Trump, the fine punishment, uh, the fine and punishment for, by the former president, there's a type in your article, former president would be an anomaly among 70 years of cases, of case history. Uh, exactly, because it's all fly by the seat of your pants, made up bullshit that's going to backfire harder than ever. Again, Trump can just throw money at this case and it's gone forever. But you know why he's not going to do it? Because he doesn't need to. He'll let this shit play out because why? It's great for his polling numbers and his fundraising numbers. That's why. He'll let you guys implode because look what happened to Fannie Willis. Look what happened to Alvin Braggs. Their careers are on the ropes now. And Alvin Bragg has barely even done a case. And his career is butt-fucked. Continuing on. Of the cases reviewed, only 12 amounted to similar levels of punishment and all such cases, there were victims who suffered losses from fraud. There are no such cases with Trump's business dealings related to the case. Yeah, we'll get into that here again too. Here in a little bit. But that being said, like, yeah. Kevin O'Leary... Mr. Sunshine, off Dragon's Den. I prefer Dragon's Den over Shark Tank, whatever. CBS, you said better. Uh, or it's not CBS, it's like C- CBC. C- yeah, CBC. Canadian Broadcasting Channel, CBC. You just have Dragon's Den on it. That show slapped. Didn't give a fuck about Heartland that came out afterwards, but like the four episodes of Dragon's Den back-to-back, <laughs> I'm there. Yeah, he's like, I'm pulling everything out of New York. And you got Cordone Real Estate coming out saying, cease all investments in New York City. No, New York is just killing us up with this case. But I'll say that for a different article I'll be getting on to. But, yeah, Kevin O'Leary's pulling out of New York, too. He said so himself. 
listen to just a little bit of this and we'll call it a quit. This award, um, I mean, just leaving the whole Trump thing out of it and, and seeing what occurred here, and, and I'm, I'm no different than any other investor. I'm shocked at this. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the, the decision at all. It, it, there's no rationale for it. And so let me give you a real-time uh, experience I'm having regarding this, and I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state, like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now, and I'm not the only person saying that. And here's a real-time situation. In development and real estate right now, the hottest asset class is very high-end data centers. They cost anywhere from two and a half to three and a half billion each. They're very expensive, they require low power, you need permits, but most of the major institutions in the world need more data centers, and that's why developers like me are doing this. Now, you need power. So New York has Niagara Falls. Normally, you'd consider that to put in one of these facilities, create 400 jobs, five more jobs for each of one of those, for auxiliary services. I can't go to New York. So I'm going to Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia. Governor Stitt, Kevin Stitt, my staff have met with him. Governor Bergen, the same thing. Governor Justice. Those are winner states. They don't do things like this. I have to syndicate that debt and all that equity. We're talking billions of dollars here. Do you think any foreign institution or any private equity firm or any pension fund would touch New York? Nope. No. And that's why New Yorkers should be concerned. The fine people of New York should ask themselves, why are we such a loser state. How are we going to attract business? It's not just the existing businesses that are fleeing out to Texas and Florida. What about new money like this that I'm talking about, like a $4 billion data center? Not a chance I would put that in New York. Zero probability. Never. And so they've got a lot of work to do to find themselves getting out of this situation. This has all occurred post-pandemic. Winner states versus loser states. Look at Tennessee right now, fastest growing city in America, Nashville. Winner state, good policy, competitive taxes. You've got to start thinking about this in the context of winners and losers. New York, mega loser state. So Kevin, what did you think of Governor Hochul saying this is like a unique one and done because Donald Trump went too far and was so nefarious. Uh, you guys, if you're just doing what you should be doing, you have nothing to worry about. But they're very worried about it. Yeah, we're very worried. Every investor is worried because where is the victim? Who lost money? This is some arbitrary decision a judge made. This policy and what this says, what does this say about the bar, the legal bar in New York? Aren't they going to question this judge? What is this? $355 million and there's dollars as a, as a penalty and there's plus interest at 9% and there's no victim? I mean, I'm sorry, her, her words fall on deaf ears to everybody. There's nothing she can say to justify this decision. And this has nothing to do with Trump. Nothing to do with Trump. Forget about Trump. This is not a Trump situation. This is a New York problem now. The whole world is looking at this saying, what are you doing to yourselves? Well put, Kevin. Always good chatting with you, Kevin. Right. That being said, I'm actually going to wrap this episode up here. Yeah, he wraps it up way better than I fucking could. <clears throat> Especially, well, because he's on the ground. He, he's in this world. So, yeah, New York's killing itself, right? 
And we're talking about people on the left and right in politics and in the voting base demanding a national divorce. That's fine. You want to know why? All of the businesses are rushing to red states. Florida, Montana, X, Y, and Z. And they're going to, you know, I got issues with Montana, especially since Montana let, let that kid get kidnapped and sent to Wisconsin for sex change surgeries. Did an episode about that not too long ago. However, shit hits the fan, right? National divorce and all that bullshit happens. Guess what? All the money is going to be in red states. I mean, we saw how the Chaz slash Chop Garden went. How's it going to happen on a national stage? We'll see if it happens. I doubt it because, again, if you just don't have the infrastructure to, to divide off, you better not be talking all that hot shit. The right could break off if it really wanted to and the secession movement all that get gets really going. Texas is one of the world's largest economies by itself. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. But all right, that means I'm going to wrap this up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and I will gabagoo you later. Gabagoo.